The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. going every single time hearing all the great hits of the Smashing Pumpkins. You're one of the cool kids, too. I just want you to know no, that. I'm definitely not. You are a cool kid. Definitely not. You yes, were, you are. You were stuffing people like that me in not your true. locker at Moeller I High did not School. have the physical capability of putting people in lockers. I was a, a, a small kid in high school. One of the fun things that we have gotten to do over the years, Waddle, all the times of being together is we've gotten to... Get a friendship together with Billy Corgan, uh, the lead singer and founder of Smashing Pumpkins. And uh, he was recently married over uh, the summer, late in the summer. And uh, they are going to be playing Wrigley Field this upcoming summer. For the first time? For the first time. Them and Green Day will be together. And I, I reached out to him. And tickets go on sale on Friday. I will definitely be there. I know I've talked to Carmen and Danny, and we're all going to be there. We I've basically seen them at every venue in Chicago and this has been on my bucket list to see Billy and the Smashing Pumpkins play at Wrigley Field. Billy Corgan joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Billy, congratulations on getting married. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. I'm just working on a new record and got a lot going on with the wrestling, NWA, and crazy, crazy time. And then, of course, this tour just got announced, so <laughs> that just adds to the craziness. Is it? Uh, do you feel differently? Family life. We saw you with uh, your wife and kids uh, back uh, downtown at the heart of where was it? We're House of Blues. House of Blues. Yeah. And, yeah and, and that was before you got married. Is there a difference between being married and not being married? Well, we've been together eleven years before we got married, and I thought, okay, I pretty much got it sussed out. It won't change anything. Trust me. The minute she got the ring on the finger, she started taking over. <laughs> <laughs> it always changes, doesn't it, Billy? It's unbelievable. It's yeah. like, you know, she went from uh, please let's get married to bridezilla to now she's running the empire. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting transition. That is fantastic. Hey, how about the news that you guys will be playing Wrigley? I mean, how exciting is this for you? It's awesome. Uh, you know, we talked at, diff- at different times through the years about playing there. We came within a whisker of playing actually there this year. Uh, it just didn't work out. Um, and so very grateful to Green Day for taking us out. I think it's going to be an awesome show for fans, um, certainly between us and Rancid and uh, Green Day. And, uh, I mean, you're talking, about, you're talking about a lot of hit songs, you know what I mean? It's going to be a really beautiful night of music. And, and uh, you know, I, of course, I've been to some shows at Wrigley through the years, but to, to be there out in center field playing, it's going to be pretty interesting looking back 
on some 50 years of being in the park with my grandmother starting around 1972. So it'll mean a lot to me, and I, I know it'll mean a lot to local Chicago uh, Pumpkins fans. Has this been a dream of yours, Billy, for a lot of times because of watching Jose Cardinal and all those Cubs teams of the 70s and Billy Buckner and on to Leon Durham in the 84 Cubs, all those great teams that you ended up watching that one day you would be playing on that field? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, when I was a kid, the idea of playing Wrigley seemed crazy to me, but then I'll see photos sometimes of how they used to do ski jumping in Wrigley. I don't know if you've ever seen those photos. They used to do a lot of crazy stuff in Wrigley back in the day, including, obviously, play Bears games. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly up there, but I I don't know. It seemed always seemed to me like it was never going to happen. You know, it was always kind of uh, talked about, never quite put the pieces together. Obviously, it's a big big leap from a promoting end to uh, put any artist in a stadium. Uh, Green Day has certainly earned that opportunity uh, to do it again and again, um, and we're happy to sort of walk with them in that. Do you anticipate that the nerves will be any more pronounced playing at Wrigley versus other venues? That's a great question. You know, when I was young, we used to get on stage in Chicago, and we felt all this pressure, and and. We used to have really bad shows because we felt too much pressure. You know, it was like we were trying to do something we couldn't do. And then over time, we figured out the magic formula when we play Chicago, which is see as many people, uh, sorry, see as few as people uh, possible before the show and just treat it like any other show. And ever since we figured that out about 15 years ago, we've had amazing, amazing shows at home. That is, that is, that is interesting to hear. Um, with that being said, with Wrigley, Uh, I was texting you about the move that the Cubs made, and knowing that you're a diehard Chicago sports fan, we've always loved our sports conversations with you. What was your initial reaction when you heard that the Cubs went out and they got Craig Council and that they fired David Ross? Well, as far as the guy that's coming in, I think it's awesome because I think you see in in this modern culture, uh, managers really are worth their weight in gold. Um, he's obviously proven to be a winning manager. Certainly, I watched him kick our rear ends how many times in close games. Uh, I'm not saying he's like Tony La Russa, but he kind of reminded me of that type of manager where he found the little ways to win. And it was always frustrating to me, you know, in recent times where we were not finding those little ways to win. Um, you know, uh, and that goes back at times even to the end of the Joe uh, Madden tenure. It, it seemed like. We were so focused on playing baseball a certain way that we weren't w- willing to always be flexible and, and pull out a close game. So, uh, and look, you know, these days with the, the expansion and the wild card and all that, I mean, it's a different brand of baseball than we grew up with. But at the end of the day, um, you know, winning teams have a way of putting together those games that you shouldn't win. And over the course of a 162-game season, that really is the difference probably from where you land at the end of the year. Billy, is this a sign to you as a Cubs fan that business may be done a little differently going forward? The Cubs have always spent money, but is this a sign to you, bringing in counsel, that yes, we're in go mode right now, and if we have to spend more than even we're comfortable spending, we will do it? I kind of read it slightly differently, uh, but I agree with you. It's, it's, It's sort of like I think they realize that the Cubs fan base is not as patient as it used to be and that they can't be doing this five, seven, eight years of up, down, up, down, what's it going to be this year. Even in the middle of the year when people started talking about playoffs and maybe they were going to put it together, I thought, this is pipe dream stuff, you know. Yeah, you could put together one team for one run, but really I think Chicago fans, uh, and I'm talking about North and South Side, deserve, deserve winning cultures. I mean, we're a major city. 
Um, this is an attractive place to play. I mean, any player that comes in here, and of course you played here, they know that this is one of the best sports atmospheres in the world to play in. That's the world. So if we can't put together winning franchises consistently, I mean, we're not really doing the service to the fan base that it, you know, it deserves. So I see this as a move of accepting, look, we've got to put together a winning culture, and, um, and we can't be doing this kind of like playing the free agent, uh, uh, you know, basically let's call it the Yankees playbook. We, the, the Chicago Cubs are never going to do the Yankees playbook. So I think maybe they've tried to kind of come at it at a different angle. And I read it as just like, okay, let's hit the reset button, but not a rebuild. Let's kind of come at this from a different angle. Uh, Billy Corgan joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. In all your years as a Chicago sports fan, do you believe this last year or two – has been the worst it's ever been as far as the losing and the culture has been. I don't know. I remember. I remember being a Bears fan in the seventies, and it was brutal. You know, <laughs> I remember being a Cubs fan in the seventies, and it was brutal. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just the memory of being a kid. But um, you know, Bears, I mean, remember Bears when have... the Bears went started Walter Payton at quarterback? Okay, let's let's go back to like that's how desperate they were, and and that's not the, that's not to say anything against our Hall of Famer, but you know he wasn't a quarterback. But but Billy, the Bears are pretty bad right now. <laughs> Well, I think you remember, maybe, the, you, I, obviously you talk a ton of sports, but when we were together at the House of Blues, I think Justin Fields had just signed a contract. Um, and, and you guys were asking me about that, and I said, I'm always, you know, a lit, little hesitant to go all in on a guy who's, who's going to come out of the pocket a lot because those guys tend to get hurt And what happened. You know, now that is to say it's not his fault uh, for the way the season turned out. Um, but, yeah, it, we seem to be going in lots of different directions as sports franchises right about now. Yeah. Uh, before, we, before we get more on the Bears, who do you want? Who is your dream for the Cubs? We were just talking about this now. Are you an Otani guy, and is, is that where it starts and ends with you? I think that guy would be a tremendous get. I mean, the merch sales alone would be through the roof. You know I mean? They would, they would make back their investment strictly on the shirts that they would sell off this guy's jersey. Um, he wouldn't find a better atmosphere to play in. Um, his skill set is perfect for Wrigley Field, uh, both, you know, I mean, obviously as a pitcher and a hitter. Um, do I see him breaking the bank to get that guy? No, so I'll believe it when I see it, but certainly that would be the guy to get. How's the Wrigley experience today, in your opinion, Billy, versus what it was several years ago? Obviously, they've put a ton of money into you know, the entire area. The ballpark seems to be very friendly. They've got a, a, a ton of amenities. How's it different for you now to go as a fan versus years ago? Well, you know, certainly, you know, they've always taken good care of me. So, you know, we, we get the good seats and we get to go down and have the, you know, the, the vegan food downstairs. But I have to say that I'm not the biggest fan of the scoreboard stuff, not just because it's a constant distraction, and I get that that's modern baseball, but I really think it's changed the way Wrigley plays as a field. It's changed the wind kind of aspect of the field. Um, and guys have learned, you know, certainly uh, right-handed hitters have learned to hit line drives, basically the sweet spot. So you have a lot of home runs that wouldn't have used to be home runs in a short park. So I'm just not a real big fan of how that, that, that sign alone has changed the dynamics of the park. What, what do you? Uh, this is off uh, off topic a little bit with with the way modern sports is being covered, and you being a musician. What do you make of all the coverage Taylor Swift is getting in <laughs> NFL games? Uh, honestly, I, 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 it's funny because I you know 
I haven't been in those boardrooms, but I've been in the other boardrooms, right? People just cannot help themselves. They just can't help themselves. Um, I'll give you a quick story. Um, I was once talking to someone who worked at Rolling Stone up high in the chain, and I couldn't understand some of the people that they were putting on the cover. And the person said, look, the Rolling Stone staff that runs that magazine, they don't care about the subscribers. They care about the extra 200,000 people who are going to buy the magazine if they put Leonardo DiCaprio on the cover. The NFL has one of the strongest fan bases in the world, but they can't help themselves. They sit there and say, if we put Taylor Swift on TV every 4.7 seconds, we're going to attract fans that have never been fans, and maybe they'll convert and they'll start buying jerseys. They just can't help themselves. And it reminds me of, of, of the way, uh, if you remember when uh, the NHL was on ESPN, and they kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but they, they, they kind of treated the NHL like crap, and they end up going to Versus. And Versus started what I felt was the rebuilding of hockey in, in America, where it was hockey for hockey fans. And as, as somebody who occasionally watches the NFL at this point, I just want to watch a football game. I, 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 don't, I don't need America in my face every five seconds. I already live in America. You know, if I put on a football game, I just want to watch a football game. And, and there, I even saw recently somebody said, like, literally it was like they were showing Taylor Swift, and then they went to a Taylor Swift commercial, and there was something about her concert, and it was like people were like, oh, my God, like, what is happening, you know? Um, I don't blame the artist for that. You know, it's, it's, it's honestly the NFL. They can't help themselves. They just think, oh, my God, we're so lucky. No, it's the other way around. The, N- the NFL is – how much is the NFL worth? A trillion dollars? Oh, it's huge, yeah. But, they'll, but, they'll, but I'm saying they'll, they'll mess with that fan base yeah. because they want to chase a fan, somebody who's not a fan at all, who doesn't care. Yeah, Billy, I always ask the question, regardless of the different sports, I'm always you know, interested in hearing people that are – are, are very influential in, in their business. Is football in a good place? Is Major League Baseball in a good place? Is hockey in a good place? So I would ask you, in the world of music, is, is the world of music in a good place in these days? It's in a lot better place than it was, say, a decade ago. Streaming has really uh, changed the game in a positive way. The difficulty is, and I, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure somebody will fact-check me on this, but I think the recent statistic I heard is 213,000 songs are released per day. <laughs> so you try competing in that market. Wow. Um, yeah, so the good news is is people are finding music more readily, and that is converting to ticket sales and, and streaming numbers and stuff like that. So we're very grateful for that. The problem is, is it opens up the floodgates to just about anybody in the world who wants access to the medium. Uh, you know, there they are. Um, and it's very hard for a consumer sometimes to wade through all of that. So the democratization end of it is okay, but at the end of the day, it doesn't always convert to business maybe for people. We're in a good position because obviously we have tenure, but maybe for somebody coming up or somebody who's kind of in the middle of the, of the system and is still trying to work their way up, very, very difficult. Does it dil- dilute the quality of the product or the art? No, I think what's really diluted the quality of, of, of the art is the technology, I mean, I could invite you into a studio and I could make you sound like Taylor Swift, you know, Um, and that's no joke. I mean, the technology is that good. So when you can take anybody who can half sing a song and you can make them sound like a top pop artist, I mean, it's very hard for the consumer to have the sophistication to know the difference. It would be the equivalent of someone like me who is not a skilled athlete. And going onto a football field, and you in your prime, and, and, I, and I can run a route just as good as you did. And you would stand there like, how is that possible? I mean, oh, the technology, you know. That's literally what we're competing with in music. And so it really does muddy the water on that level.
I think it would enhance our show, Sylvie, if we could make you sound like Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, I could use some help on The Voice. Uh, that's <laughs> no, sure. I just mean Get in general, line your personality voice. as well. We could make you look and sound like Taylor Swift. That's great. We're, we're pretty much already there technology-wise. So whatever you got to do, right? It's, hey, it's working for the NFL. Yeah. Before we let you go, Billy, uh, what is the last show you've seen as a consumer? And then when you go on tour outside of the United States... What is the, the, the international market that you feel gets you guys the most? Great question. Uh, last show I went and saw was the Mission UK up in Milwaukee. Um, Mission UK came out of the ashes of Sisters of Mercy way back in the day. Great, great kind of goth rock band. Uh, as far as foreign market, uh, back in the day, honestly, our, our, probably our best, most fervent market was Portugal, believe it or not. Um, these days, it's probably the U.K., so um, we're, we just announced a U.K. tour with Weezer uh, for next summer. So that will precede, actually, right before the Green Day. So we'll come off. We're going to play with Weezer in the U.K., and then we're going to play with Interpol on, in, the, in Western Europe, and then we come over and play with Green Day. So it's going to be a crazy summer for us. You're wow. as busy as ever. I between the N.W.A. Uh, wrestling side of the equation and small children, and Chloe's uh, budding <laughs> empire that she's building over here, yep. uh, and the pumpkins. I, I've never been busier in my life. I'm very grateful. People are very supportive. Obviously, our tea house up here in Highland Park, very, very busy. So lots, lots going on. But we're really grateful because we always realize it's a tough economy for many people. So um, that's why we try to do so much to try to share with others because right. – we realize not everybody's in the position to kind of throw their weight around like we can sometimes. And, and Billy, you've done a lot of great work in your community at Highland Park. Do you feel like what you guys have done has truly made a, a significant improvement to what's going on and you've had an effect on people? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to boast because it's not something you want to necessarily take credit for. But so many people have pulled us aside and said what you did made a difference. You changed right. the temperature in this community and you led when we needed people to lead us to something that felt a little bit better than the spot we were in. And so we definitely have seen the improvement in Highland Park. The community has completely rallied uh, around, uh, you know, people who've uh, been through that. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard because it's such a weird thing to say, but after such an unspeakable tragedy, not only have I seen the best of Highland Park, Highland Park's never been better, hotter, or kind of more together uh, in my 20 years of living here than it is right now. So I think people took that challenge and they've risen to it in a way that's really inspiring. Yeah, it's Billy, so great to hear. Yeah, it's yeah. great to hear. We appreciate what you do. We appreciate the friendship. Thanks for uh, Thank calling you. in today, Always, always great to talk to you guys. Thanks, Very, Billy. Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Tickets go on sale with Green Day. That's some, that's some show at Wrigley Field. You are much more uh, dialed into the music scene than I am. I'm surprised to hear that they've never played Wrigley. I, when I heard that, I, I, was, I was very surprised. I, I, I knew right away. I mean, uh, otherwise I would have been there. Um, so that's why I reached out to him. I'm like, look, wait, your tickets are on sale on Friday. We got it. any excuse to get Billy yeah, on. And absolutely. he's always a thoughtful guy. I love, like, I've listened to Billy, not only his music, but when he goes on Howard Stern, some of his interviews are the most entertaining interviews because he always, he's never been scared to say stuff. It's gotten him into trouble sometimes. Um, I feel like he's the most aware he's ever been. And then the stuff about, the Taylor Swift stuff is, yeah. is, is very interesting, too. It is. It's very enlightening, for sure. But uh, so look forward to that. And he, like, this, this guy, with it, the way he watches sports, too, he's talking about the scoreboard and changing the yeah. wind patterns with home runs at Wrigley Field. 
It's it's it's. Oh, he's dialed in. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he doesn't watch as much NFL though, and as much Bears right now. Well, they're not a compelling watch at this point. I still would argue with him and with with and Wilbon has challenged me on this too. That yes, probably when we're younger, we make it out to be bigger. And there were really bad times in the seventies. Like the Bulls weren't very good in that one spot after the Mata years and before. Um, Michael got here in 84. Uh, the Cubs were never really that good. The Sox had the hitmen of 77, but they didn't win like to a high level um, until 83. And then the Cubs in 84, and the Bears weren't, weren't that good until really 84. But I still think this is as bad of a two-year period, and I think some of the win percentages have proven that out. Like, with the Bears the last couple of years, and like, Eberflus is, has the, the worst winning percentage of a coach who has started ever. They have five wins in the last two years. Yes. And the White Sox just lost 101 games. The Bulls were built to, you know, quote, compete, and they couldn't even 40 get, and 42? They couldn't even get into an 18 playoff. Yeah. They, they lost in the play-in. Um, the Blackhawks last year were rebuilding, and that's how they got Bedard. Like, to me, when you add that all up in the calculator, I, I know we like to say, well, it was bad then, and it was bad then. I think sometimes you can be the opposite of the – what's the opposite of the prisoner of the moment? You can say, well, it's not that bad. you got to stop, and you got to really think to yourself, it's, pretty da- it's been pretty damn bad around here. Yeah. To go from a 101-loss Sox season into a two-win Bears season, into a, from a Cubs season where they choked away September, into a Bulls season where they're 3-5, and five, and they're going to win 40 at okay, the most. You can stop now. You know I, what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't need to be any more depressed. Thank you. Better days are coming. I hope so. Meller, finish your dinner. Like, you, like I, I got to talk to you like you're one of my kids. Don't leave anything He's, left on your plate. He, how could he have any more room? Had never seen that guy. No, I know. He's, you're going to be He's farting a, all the way home. <laughs> that car is going to be. You're going to car bomb yourself. Why would you? Why, why, I don't think he'll be farting. I just want him to make sure that he finishes a fantastic dinner. I have no concerns about that. I'll no. be, I will be good. My digestive tract is good. No, but you, 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 you can be uh, quite, power, quite powerful. Yeah. Really? Are you, I don't think I've ever heard. How many years have we all worked together? Oh, he, I don't he, think I've ever heard Meller fart. Me, I've smelled it. I've not heard it. I'm not sure. I don't think Meller farts. Oh, yes, he did. I think he's one of these robots that doesn't fart. Uh, was, have you ever fart in the studio? Listen, farted. I'm human. I'm not going to. So you're going to say yes. Or, I have. Okay. What did you used to eat that we would always get you going there was some cherries you, cherries no, that's that, right well, you'd bring the cherries in <clears throat> yeah the cherries are never good for yeah that, but he was hiding he was hiding by behind you because you were the one that Cherry, was most guilty cherries does that to anybody yeah. though but man those were powerful tyler does meller uh does he fart in the uh in the control room i've never had a bad meller experience wow. that's right uh, i don't think he farts yeah i don't think he's i think he's okay. half human okay i don't think he farts <laughs> We'll give you the news of the day today with Justin Fields and uh, Tyson Bajant. I know Jeffrey definitely doesn't fart. <laughs> I Jeff feel, maybe. Jeffrey that is true. Fart. No, you're so right about yeah. that. If you missed Eberflus, you got to hear it. Don't do it. And we, yeah. don't, we don't say that often. It was so bad it you was good. You can hear good. it 210 every it, Monday. It was so bad it was good. 
Uh, you got to hear it, and we'll play it for you coming up next. Live from Oak Brook Terrace in Twin Peaks, this is Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? We've had a great time here at Twin Peaks. Still another half hour to go, so come on by for some happy hour. A lot of great fans of ESPN 1000, Waddle and Sylvie. We're in the Oak Brook Terrace location. A lot of Bears conversation. Someone just said uh, I was a little doubtful. That I would make it here. And they said I was 51% out, 49% in, but then he ended up showing up. He did. So mm-hmm. that's actually reverse of what we heard earlier today up at Hallis Hall. We're making Eberflus jokes. Yeah. Uh, so I want to play you this. Um, the, the news of the day is that Bajent is starting. Which I think is what most of us expected, right? Yes. 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 I, again, I, like when we were talking to Courtney... At Hallis Hall yesterday, when he was listed after not practicing, remember those are like just basically walkthroughs, simulations yeah. on what he would be. Yeah, and he was limited. And I was saying, if he would have been limited in a practice, still just forty-eight hours before a game, why do you think he would be a full go for a game? That's that wouldn't make any sense to me on no. a bad thumb. No. This is a bad. Thumb on a throwing hand of a quarterback. Correct. This isn't like anything anything that you can just get through. Your thumb is very important to spin the football. It's huge. It is huge. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Yeah. So Bajent is starting. Bajent met the media. Of course, he was very good. The kid's got a good head on his shoulders. He's aware, too, of what he needs to do better that he needs to be better. He needs to be more on time. I thought it was very. I, th- I, I thought it was very refreshing to hear him talk about how this is, and in so many words, he recognizes such a large step up in class that he has to adjust to it. And I thought right. that that was very self aware on his behalf. Right. Instead of saying uh, yes. it, it, we and we we talked about it too because someone who I know who's close to him told me. That it wasn't about the looks that he was getting, not about the complex defenses, because in Division Two he has faced a lot of complex looks because the skill, he was so much better. So they had to throw complex looks at him. He mentioned today the looks aren't what's bugging no. him. It's, again, those great players. Correct. It's it, how quickly it, the windows close. Yes. It's how fast the linebackers are. It's the adjustment that he's having to make to this significant step up in class. And even guys that play at Alabama or, you know, Ohio State or Michigan or wherever, it's a step up in class when they get to the National Football League. But for a kid that was playing at Shepard University, it's an even significantly larger step up in class. And it's something that you definitely are going to have to learn from. So uh, this made us laugh. This, and, and you compared it to what? Well, you, you come home drunk and you're trying to explain to your wife where you've been. Yeah, this is, this is that or this is like a kid who's still in high school who is late for curfew. Yeah. And they're trying – either one of those. Like, Every question's got you perplexed and you give a different answer to the same question a hundred times. The problem is, is this is your head football coach who is – Completely sober and is just supposed sure, to relay absolutely. is just supposed to relay the news, and it's just supposed to be he's doubtful, and 
we're going to continue to let him heal, and we'll give you an update once we have that. Yeah, these are not difficult questions, and nobody has done anything wrong, so this should be a really easy conversation. And it's, it's probably why Belichick says what he says, so he doesn't get himself spun silly in, Correct. in these sorts of things, but, you know, he he's a nice guy, but... He comes across very unsure of himself. It doesn't. He doesn't do himself any favors. He does. He looks unsure. He doesn't yeah. look like he's in charge. Yeah. There are a lot. And, and then when he doesn't look like he's in charge with the media, people question: Is he even in charge with his players? If he can't be in charge with Jason Leisure and Dan Weeder and Courtney Cronin, and no offense to them, but if he can't be in charge here, can you be in charge with fifty-three men who are trying to win a football game? Um, so this was Matt Eberflus trying to explain Justin Fields' status for this game tomorrow. Yeah, like you said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better though. I mean, he's he's uh, accuracy's improving, he's throwing it better, and you know he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful? Out. Yeah, just to see. We got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. What hasn't the medical staff seen? Give him the clearance yet? What is it? What are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is. Uh, just, you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff, you know, and so it's really about him feeling good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength or? It's everything. It's it's all. It's, it's all improving. You know, the grip strength, the, the accuracy, the t- you know, the, the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just, it's all right there. It's, it's getting close. I'm just, I'm not, I'm having trouble understanding. He's, he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's. Is he out or doubtful? He, now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be – we'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but, uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now we're still listing him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. He may, yeah. Have he you may. It depends on what happens here in the next uh, 24 hours. You were supposed to be home at midnight. It's two thirty in the morning. Where have you been? The best is like when the when when your wife would say, "Then you've been at the strip bar." And then he goes, and then the husband says, "I've been at the strip bar." That's basically what Le- Leisure said to him when he goes, "He's not playing," and he says, "He's not playing." <laughs> he's just, I mean, part of me is like he's just part. Charlie, part, part of me just that? says that he's just. <laughs> Part of it's just being too nice. This is what you need to say. He's listed as doubtful. And I'm done. I'm done talking about Next it. Next question. He, 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 it's, it's on the injury report. He's listed as doubtful, and we'll see tomorrow. And that's it. Period. Do you have questions about anything else? I don't mean to be a jerk here today, but, like, you've asked a question. I've addressed it, and we're, we're moving on. But that's I, the thing, too. We have to, we have to decipher – 
the 51-49. He said 51, right. he's in. He but said clearly, 51, 51% he's no, in or out I am not, is what he said. I am not spending one second that I have left on this planet trying to decipher that. But, right, I assume that means 51% he's more likely to not play. That's why he's so, listed as doubtful. Otherwise, would, he'd be questionable, right? I was right? playing this stupid game, too, in my car the other day. I refuse so to if, play it. if questionable is 50-50, yes. all it takes is 51-49 to be doubtful? That's my reason. I thought it was 75-25 and you're doubtful. Wasted That's how energy. I always thought it was. Grab a bag. I was, I was playing this stupid-ass game Grab in a my bag car of, the other of, day. Of Taylor's product and, and have at it. Where's the, where's the Eberflus strand in there? Yeah, I'm just saying. I Listen, I, I, I think again. Doubtful I, is 75 to 99%. I, not play. I think he gets himself in trouble because he's a nice man. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're being an, a jerk to say, look, guys and gals, you've asked me the question. He's okay. listed as doubtful. That's it. I, I don't That's have anything else to add. This, this is yeah, where it is. Yeah, yeah, he finds himself in trouble when he, he indulges others when they ask him but how to be more detailed. I mean, Jason Leisure just was like a hypnotist there. <laughs> I, for, and I'm for, not. And by the way, I'm not blaming the the journalists that are up there asking the questions. I'm just telling you, somebody needs to tell the coach. Look, somebody asked you the question, you answered it, you move on. He's like bark like a dog, and like for that second, he's like he's not playing. He's not playing. <laughs> That's just how he went along with it for that five second period. I still can't get over that. Do you guys have that? I got to hear that part again. It's just. Sorry, one more time, Sylvie. Do you have that part, Matt? Do you have that part about the. Did you just call Charlie Matt? Yeah, I did that on purpose. You did. Because he's actually called Charlie Matt. Like like Matt Eberflus. I'd walk out right now, Charlie, if I was you. There is no greater insult than that one that was just. Charlie, can I. Charlie, can I hear the part just where Leisure convinces him to say that he's out? Just that part. It makes right. me laugh we'll so much. To the middle. Yeah, like you said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. We got to hear it all? Uh, yeah, come on. Accuracy's it's improving. worth it. He's yes, it's good enough. And, you know, he's starting to do more and more and more, so uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's, uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it could be my favorite thing that I've ever heard from a coach in town. That could be my favorite thing ever. He's like, he's like okay, you got me. He's not playing. You got it's me. Like, he's not you've playing. been at the strip bar. Yeah, you, yes, yeah, I see the glitter. You're right. I was at the strip club. And I smell the perfume. Yeah. I was at the strip bar. But then they try. Then they they try to go back and they say, "No, I wasn't at the strip bar." No, no, no. That was just a club. It was a dance bar, but it wasn't with people without clothes. And yes, there was glitter, but it was coming from the ceiling. And I was no, it wasn't. Someone was taking handfuls of glitter and throwing it at you. What were you? What was it? I just can't. I can't listen to it anymore. It depresses. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go home. To I'm sure you are. It. That's yeah. going to be my ring. Just be, stop being so nice. Just answer the question and move on. It's not being mean. The opposite of, of you know is 
The opposite of, of being too nice doesn't necessarily have to be being mean. He's just, just you saying, just don't have to entertain any more of the same questions. It's like, do you remember the Valvano uh, speech when he talks about how he wanted to be like Lombardi? Yes. And he goes, we're going to do this and we're yeah. going to do this. And then we're like the Green Bay Packers. Right. And instead of... What, what Rutgers team University. Rutgers. Instead of Rutgers, he said Green Bay Packers. They're going to tell him to just do what Belichick does and say on to Cincinnati. And he's going to blurt out in the middle of a press conference, we're on to Cincinnati, when in fact they're playing Detroit next week. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, Matt, you're playing Detroit next week. We're on to Cincinnati. You got me. We're on to Detroit. <laughs> oh. It's just... <laughs> It is more of the same. You know, this might be a, this might be a perfect fodder for somebody if they want to do a parody song. Yes. 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 There you go. I'm well just, done, Dollar. Well, that's, that's good. I just threw it out there. Yes. So that, I'm glad you got me there. So uh, tomorrow, too, before the Bears game, we should play some of the finalists from yesterday as examples. Holiday Parody Song Contest is now open. You can enter by sending your songs to ESPNParody.com. They've got to be holiday songs, any holiday-type song. Santa Claus is coming to town. Right, to that tune. San, Santa's not coming. <laughs> Santa, you got me. Santa's not coming. That would be great. The kids Santa's are- not coming. Sorry. <laughs> you got me. Santa's not coming. Fifty-one. So let me ask you, Coach, is Santa coming to town? No, Santa's not coming to town. <laughs> He's listed as doubtful. He's listed as doubtful. Oh, you're right. So, so, Coach, Santa's not coming to town. Santa's not coming to town. <laughs> So enter that. Uh, we've got a uh, year's supply of groceries from Jewel Osco as the grand prize. Uh, and we've got some great partners on hand, including a brand new partner who is one of the title's uh partners now along with us. You right? are correct. Welcome aboard to Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon oh, Whiskey. Yes. Now yes. a presenting sponsor of the Holiday Parody Contest for Waddle and Sylvie. Also brought to you, as you mentioned, by Jewel Oscar. You can Ameri- get your groceries on and your bourbon on. Yeah, you can. Uh, American Sale and 19 Crimes Wine. It's, uh, that's awesome. We've got the great partners because they know that this is always a can't-miss time of year. Make them great. Make this the best year of the Holiday Parody Song Contest. Again, you could start entering now. ESPNParody.com. We'll play some more uh, tomorrow before the Bears game. We'll broadcast live uh, from Soldier Field. We've been in a different place every day. Monday, we're in our studio. Tuesday, we're at Hallis Hall. Today, we're at Twin Peaks, Oak Brook Terrace. Tomorrow, we're going to be broadcasting live from the Joniak Thayer booth at Soldier Field to get you ready for uh, Bears and Carolina Panthers. We'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah coming up next. Welcome back to the live Waddle and Sylvie broadcast from Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. This is ESPN Chicago. All right, let's cross talk with Black and Abdallah back at the shop as we're broadcasting live from Twin Peaks. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffels. They passed the one in Downers Grove. And uh, I shopped at the one recently in Vernon Hills. They've got the new one out in Harwood Heights. Boys, uh, did you guys giggle as much as we did over the uh, Matt Eberflusch press conference? Well, I mean, I, I don't understand what's so difficult to follow, Sylvie. Uh, he was doubtful, uh, yet there's a chance. And tomorrow he might go for it, uh, but we're going to see. But he's out. And Bajan's going to start. 
Uh, but, you know, it's a 51% proposition at this point because he's listed doubtful, a little grip strength. But uh, he's out. He might try tomorrow. Bajan's starting, but we're going to see what happens tomorrow. We still have 24 hours. We've been there before, haven't we all? Whether it was showing up late for curfew or trying to explain where you've been. or Well, guys, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, Greg Popovich did the same thing today. And if we're, if we're looking for great coaches here... Greg oh. Popovich. I think Pop said did that, it uh, intentionally. No, I think Pop did Devin, it intentionally. Devin Vassell uh, might play tonight. Popovich said Vassell is out unless he goes out pregame and feels better. I mean, what's oh. the? Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Listen, you've got Popovich, Eberflus. What's Pop, uh, Pop's got more uh, credentials? I think. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Think to go with, uh, but Sylvie, yes. I mean, <laughs> when we heard that during Carmen and Yurko, we all looked at each other like, what? <laughs> What, what what did he just say? And, you know, Jason Leisure in the press conferences, like his part is the best part of that entire back and forth. Yes. Because he's like, he's you, you're listing him doubtful, but you're saying he's out. Yeah, I, I'm not I mean, following. Hey guys, by, <laughs> by the way. A few weeks ago, but like you can like the reporters out there, Sylvie, you can attest to this. The reporters out there can smell blood in the water. Yeah. Like, they, like they're like, nah, you ain't getting away with this, buddy. Hold on. Let's back this up a little well, bit. What well, did you just say? Well, by the way, before they even got, they dove into that deep end of the pool, <laughs> he basically laid out the page and starting. Peterman's the backup and Justin's yes. out. Yeah. Yes. And but, then the conversation maybe unfolded. Not. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> maybe there shouldn't be any nuance from there. Yeah, right. right. Like when your opening yeah. statement is that Pearson, Pearson, Peter uh, Pearson's going to be the backup, and and Justin's out. Like there is no none. That's it. From that point on, it's <laughs> like someone messed up. Why is he doubtful if he's out? That's that's what's strange. Yeah, well, Chris, you're an hour and a half late for curfew. Where have you been, son? I was here. I was home, but then like I but wasn't. I, home. I was like thirsty, so then, I like left for a minute. But I was still here. I got while hungry, I left. so I went to McDonald's real quick. And so you were gone, late for curfew. No, but I was no. here though. I was originally here. I and was then, no. See, while well, I, I was, I was some, here, I was somewhere by the end of curfew. Like yeah. I was somewhere. I was there. I was just not here. Back. And then you snuck out the window, didn't you? <laughs> I no, snuck out the window. The win- How can you sneak out a window that's open? There's no sneak. It's open. There's just a back door. Yeah. Never the window. It's just open. the back door. It was windy. I blew out. It was windy. I blew out the window. Uh, and with all of that said, mm. honestly, if they don't beat this bad Panthers team by oh, double is, digits. This is must win. I'm going to be a, more than a little bit perplexed. It's must win, right? Like, if your defense can't stop. Bryce Young and this Panthers, like, come on, guys. Like, what? Are and we by doing the way, your there? offense, guys, you're, they're without Brian Burns, their best pass rusher, arguably their best player, not yeah. even arguably their best player. And 75% of their secondary is questionable. I think one of them has been, one of the corners has been ruled out already. Like, if you can't win this game by double digits on a short week in your building... And, like, you have to look good doing it, too, right, Waddle? Like, this can't yeah. just be, oh, you win a close game a at the sloppy, end with the field uh, goal. Oh, yeah. nah, like, this, this needs to look like the commander's game. Like, you need yes. to go out and just blow this team out of the water. Sylvie, so we, we won't yeah. talk to you guys tomorrow uh, because uh, you guys have the extended uh, pregame and then the network pregame show yeah. in, uh, into Bears football tomorrow night. I want to ask you this. What do you think the vibes are going to be like in the stadium for tomorrow night? I, I, I don't think it will be like it's been. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I think do, it will do you be, think people are going to be pumped for this game tomorrow night? I Chris, don't. we've already talked to some people here. I've, I've talked to two people who have tickets for the game. They're not going. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's going to be a common uh, theme. 
I think Al, I think Al Michaels may also be a no-show. I'm pretty sure my wife is still trying to sell he's, her tickets this morning. Al Michaels has got it on. A, he's got it on a TV at the bar in Chicago. Yes. Cut. Yeah, you hear the. He's silver, having a steak and a potato. He's doing it remotely. The silverware's clinking in the background. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> With a green screen in the background, <laughs> where doing it from Zoom. <laughs> Herbie's there. He's going to hold it down. Well, you know, I'm at Chicago Cut. No, Herbie's bar. already Herbie. at game day. What are you talking Herbie, about? Herbie's he's upset. Not... He's uh, he's upset. He's not going to be able to tell us that Justin Fields was a baseball player as a high schooler that was his go-to in the first thursday night game he told the the audience that like four times has he done that twice because last year they did the washington commanders game yeah. at soldier field yeah said so it's been back-to-back years we've learned that no Justin i think, was an I think a, uh, and i know you guys talked to al michaels yesterday but won't the main theme that i don't think we've really talked about is this is dj Moore against his old team right like yeah, that's and Deontay Foreman. Yeah, and yeah, this games. is going to be a revenge game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How else do you dress up this thing? <laughs> oh, it's also the revenge of the baguette. This is his uh, it's time oh, to shine. Guys ready? Is this his swan yeah, song? Friday's going to be a uh, baguette and butter day. up that defense and you get full phones on a Friday. Yeah. I'm like, see? Yeah. I told you he's awesome. And don't forget the return of Josh McCown. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Quarterback coach. Oh, you guys got to play the song tomorrow. Yes, we we do. That's Have a good to point. Play the song tomorrow. We will. That was a winner in uh, previous that's, years. That's easily one of the best holiday parody songs of all time. Top the, five for the sure. Cloth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree oh, with yeah, you on yeah. that. Yeah. The that's a great one. Yeah. Chloroform. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dub boys. Uh, have a great show. Okay. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Billy Corgan. Thank you to him, and uh, also today. Thank you to Coach Eberflus for providing plenty of content. Barstool Big Cat as well, yes. and, and Coach Eberflus. Yeah. We're correct. Thank you to everyone here at uh, Twin Peaks and Oak Brook Terrace for coming out, and uh, thanks to everybody who works here rolling out the red carpet. We always appreciate everyone at Are Twin Are you finally Peaks. full, Meller? Are you full? He's taking one for the road, is which, which is out of my game. <laughs> right out of your playbook. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Meller. Thanks to Charlie. Thanks to Tyler. We've got Justin. Kevin, we got Kevin, the whole crew here. Yeah, the, our promotion staff, thank you. For Steve. Waddle, I'm Sylvie. CSPM 1000, have yourself a great Wednesday night.